نحمد Earlier we have read, Ya ayyuhan nas, O mankind. Initially in the Qur'an we read, All mankind, all of the people were being addressed. Over here we see that in particular, who is being addressed? Ya ayyuhan ladhina amanu. Only those people who have believed. Because they are the ones who will follow, who will accept, who will obey. But notice, Ya ayyuhan, what does Ya ayyuhan mean? Oh, this is called harf nida'a. Harf nida, the vocative, calling out to someone. If you call out to someone by saying, Hey, oh, why would you do that? To get their attention. Why do you want their attention? When you're calling out to someone, you say, Oh, in order to call them, in order to get their attention, why do you want their attention? Because what you're about to tell them is something important. And you want them to take it very seriously. You want them to pay attention. This is why you say, Hey, oh. So similarly, when Allah says, Ya ayyuha, hafnida, what's the purpose? To grab our attention, to make us realize that what He is about to tell us is something very important. But look at how He calls us. He says, Ya ayyuha, alladheena amanu, those people who have believed. Those people who have believed. Amanu is from Hamza mean noon. One way of calling somebody is by calling them by their name. You know, like for example, O Maryam, O Asma, O Aisha, O Abdullah. You can call somebody by their name. But if you call someone by their profession, or by their trait, or by a characteristic, a quality that they have, what's the objective? To make them realize what you're about to tell them is related to what their quality is. For example, if a mother says to her daughter, My dear daughter, Please do such and such. What does it mean? That if you're really my daughter, if you're an obedient daughter, if you're a good daughter, then you better do what you are being told. So being a daughter is related to the command, the instruction that is being given. And if the daughter does not fulfill that, then that means she's not a good daughter. If she fulfills that, then what does that mean? That she is definitely an obedient child. Correct? So similarly when Allah says, Ya أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ amanu, What does it mean? That the command that He is going to give to us after this is related to our iman. Fulfilling it, doing it, obeying it is something that completes and perfects our iman. And if we neglect it, if we don't follow it, then what does that mean? That a person is not completing his faith. That a person is deficient in his faith. There is a problem with his faith. If his iman is right, then he will definitely accept this command. So, Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu, O you who have believed. Now do you understand what this means? 
that as believers, it is necessary that we take this command seriously. This is why we learn that Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he said that إِذَا سَمِعْتَ اللَّهَ يَقُولُ That when you hear Allah saying, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you who have believed in the Qur'an, then فَأَرْعِهَا سَمْعَكَ Then pay attention, listen attentively. Lend your ear, listen attentively. Why? Because فَإِنَّهُ خَيْرٌ يَأْمُرْ بِهِ أَوْ شَرٌ يَنْهَا عَنْهُ Because indeed it is either something good that He is commanding you with, or it is something evil that He is forbidding you from. So pay attention. When Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Then that is not an ordinary command. It must be taken very seriously. So, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا What's the command? لَا تَقُولُوا رَاعِنَا Do not say رَاعِنَا تَقُولُوا قَافْ لَام To speak, to say something. So all believers, do not say رَاعِنَا Meaning when you are addressing the Prophet ﷺ, when you're speaking to him, then don't use the word رَاعِنَا But instead use the word وَقُولُوا And instead say أُنظُرْنَا why are the believers being told not to use the word ra'ina? The word ra'ina, when the believers used it to address the Prophet ﷺ to speak to him, what they would mean by the word ra'ina is pay attention to us. This is basically derived from the word mura'at. This is derived from the word mura'at. And mura'at, ra'inya, it means to care for someone, to guard, to keep an eye. You may have heard of the word ra'i. Who is that shepherd? What does a shepherd do? Keeps an eye, looks after the sheep, the flock. So, mura'at is to look after someone, to care for them, to pay attention to them, to look after their needs. So if somebody is falling behind, not ignore them, but bring them along with you. This is what the word mura'at means. So they would say, ra'ina, meaning please pay attention to us, please excuse us. Could you repeat what you said? Could you please explain that? Could you please repeat that? So if they ever wanted to make such a request to the Prophet ﷺ, what would they say? Meaning, please excuse us. This is similar to what a person says in the English language, excuse me. Like for example, if a person is talking to you and you miss out what they have said, what do you say, excuse me? Or similarly, if you want to request someone, what do you say, excuse me? And then you say what you have to. So similarly, they would say the word ra'ina. But the Yahud, the Bani Israel who were in Medina, what did they do? They also, when they wanted to speak to the Prophet ﷺ, they would say, Ra'ina. But they did not mean, Ra'ina, excuse us. They meant something different. They meant that the word Ra'ina, what they had in their mind when they were saying that word, was Ra'ina. And that is from the word Ra'una. Ra'inun. It's a different root word. Ra'inun. When the believers intended, the word was their intention. Ra'in, yeah. The Yahud, what was their intention? Ra'in, noon. And Ra'una, the word Ra'una means stupidity, foolishness, to be an idiot. So when they would say Ra'ina, they would mean, oh, our foolish one. Oh, you foolish person. Oh, you stupid person. This is what they meant. But if you think about it, the word Ra'ina, it's the same pronunciation. But depending on your intention, the meaning changes. Many times it happens that when a person is bilingual, when he knows two languages or he speaks more than one language, then there are some words which mean one thing in one language and another thing in the other language. And sometimes words, they may have similar or same pronunciation, but they mean something completely different. Doesn't it happen? So the Yahud, they were playing with the words and they were mocking at the Prophet ﷺ in this way. 
So they would say ra'ina as well, but in their hearts they would be laughing. Because they were verbally abusing the Prophet ﷺ and they were thinking, oh he didn't even figure. He didn't even figure out. He didn't even understand that we just made so much fun of him. So the believers are being told, لَا تَقُولُ رَعِينَ Don't use this word. Instead, when you want to speak to the Prophet ﷺ, then you should say, أُنظُرْنَا And أُنظُرْنَا is from the root letters نُنظَرَ نَظَرَ means to look, but it also means to wait for someone. نَظَرَ also means to wait for someone. So unzurna means, please wait for us. It is basically a more respectable word compared to the word ra'ina. You can think of it like this. If you say to somebody, excuse me, you can say the word excuse me to someone who is older than you, someone who is the same level as you, and someone who is also lesser or younger than you. But the expression, I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. What does that show? Respect. Excuse me shows the same level. It has a little bit of coarseness in it. But I beg your pardon has a little bit of respect in it. So similarly, ra'ina, same level, coarseness. But unzurna has respect in it. So this is why the believers are being told, waqulu unzurna. And instead say, unzurna. And, wasma'u. And listen attentively. Seen mim'ain. Meaning, listen attentively in the first place so you don't have to request to the Prophet ﷺ to repeat himself. Pay attention. Wasma'u. Because when do you have to ask someone to repeat themselves when you weren't paying that much attention? So, wasma'u, listen attentively in the first place. But the word summer over here can be understood in another way as well. Remember, there are two types of summer. One is of idraq, to perceive the sound, to hear the sound. And the second type of summer is of. Ijaba of responding, of qubul, of accepting and responding. So over here, when the believers are being told, wasma'u, what does it mean? Listen, meaning accept the command that is being given. Now change your ways. Don't say the word ra'ina again. Instead, say the word unzurna, wasma'u. And for those who mock at the Prophet ﷺ, walil kafirin, and for the disbelievers, kafirin, plural of the word, kafir, for them is a adabun, a punishment that is alimun. That is most painful. Alim, hamzalam, meem, that which is painful. For them is a painful punishment. What do we learn in this verse? We see that the believers are being used to change their vocabulary, to change the words that they use. Why? Because some words may be misunderstood, some words may have double meanings, and they may be disrespectful. So change your words. A person might say over here, well, the Yahud should have been confronted. They should have been told, why do you mean the word ra'ina as ra'ina, meaning our stupid person? They should have been confronted. This is what we think generally. If somebody is doing wrong, then you confront them, and you fight with them, and you argue with them, and you make them understand, and you make them change. But you know what? In life you will come across people who are doing certain things which are wrong, and you want to change them, but you cannot change them. In this situation, what should you do? Get angry, get frustrated, cut off from them? What should you do? Change yourself. Change yourself so that the other does not get a chance to do anything wrong against you. He does not get the chance to even mock at you, to make fun of you. Over here, Allah is telling the believers, you change your words. Don't say ra'ina, say unzurna. Don't even give them a chance. Change yourself. Don't try to change them. Many times it happens that if a person is in a situation where another is being wrong to them, what do we want? The whole world to change. The entire family to change. 
everybody else to be different. But it's quite possible that if we change ourselves a little bit, if we change our ways, then perhaps things will become better. Instead of wanting others to change, what should we try to do? Improve ourselves. Like for example, if you have a younger sibling and they're making fun of you, They're making fun of you. Everything you say, they laugh, they twist your words, whatever they do. You know, siblings have a way of making fun of their siblings. So, what's the solution over there? If your brother or your sister is saying things which bother you, what should you do? Show your frustration. No, it's not going to help. You know what's going to happen? The more you show your frustration, the more they're going to annoy you. The more they're going to irritate you. So what should you do? Ignore them. And you know what's going to happen? they're going to be quiet very soon themselves. You don't even have to tell them be quiet. When you ignore them, when you don't pay any attention, then what's going to happen? They will change what they're talking about. So this is a solution to problems in life. Many times you cannot change other people. You change your way, the problem is fixed. Another very important lesson that we learn in this verse is that we should always avoid such words that may be disrespectful or that may be misunderstood by the other person. For example, sometimes we're talking in a way or we use such words and we don't really mean anything bad. But the other person misunderstands us. Why? Because of the words that we used, because of the style that we used. For example, if you have a friend, an older auntie for example, and whenever she talks, she's like, you know what? And she points her fingers like this. You know what? You better not do this. Or you should do this. So you know what? Let's go somewhere. And so another day when you're talking to her, you do the same thing. And she's like, you know, you should have respect towards elders. You're like, no, but you did the same thing and I just did the same thing as well. What's the big deal? It could be a big deal. Because this, although it may be fun, moving your finger up and down, but it might come across as disrespectful. So avoid such expressions, avoid such manners, avoid such words, avoid any such thing. Because as believers, what is expected of us? The best akhlaq. This is why anything that comes across as coarse, as harsh, as mean, we should definitely avoid that. Then we also learn in this verse that whenever we stop somebody from doing something, we should always give them an alternate. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the believers, don't say ra'ina. But does He just tell them, don't say ra'ina? Figure out what you have to say yourself? No, He gives them an alternate. He says, وَقُولُوا أُنظُرْنَا Instead say this. When you're telling somebody, stop watching the television, turn off that show, then what should you do? Leave them sitting on the couch alone, not knowing what to do? Give them an alternate. Tell them what they can do instead. Similarly, children, when they're doing something wrong, if they're creating facade, if you tell them, stop it, then what? Okay, they're going to stop, but eventually they're going to do something. They're full of energy. They can see so many things, they want to do something. So you have to give them an alternate. If you don't give somebody an alternate, then what's going to happen? They're going to end up doing the wrong thing again. Because you stopped them, but you did not satisfy their wish, their desire. They can't sit empty-handed. Then we also learn in this verse that whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a command, it is imperative that we accept it. Because Allah says over here, وَاسْمَعُوا And listen attentively. Accept the command that you are being given. So whenever Allah gives us a command, whether it means that we have to change our words, or it means we have to change our actions, or we have to change our behavior, we should not say, why? No, what should our reaction be? That we should accept whatever Allah is telling us. Because those who don't accept, وَلِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Now a person may wonder, why did the Yahud behave in this way? 
Why did they use the word ra'ina in the wrong way to imply something very disrespectful? What was their problem? You know, you wonder if somebody is harassing you, if somebody is abusing you, saying wrong things about you, saying wrong things to you. You wonder, what is their problem? What did I ever do? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us the problem. Why do they do this? Because مَا يَوَدُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve do not wish. مَا يَوَدُّ يَوَدُّ is from the root letters. Well, dal, dal. And would, what does it mean? Love. But what kind of love is it? Sincere, pure love. Meaning something that you love truly from the bottom of your heart. Something that you really, really want. You desperately desire. This is what wad means. So man يَوَدُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve, they do not want at all. They do not wish at all. Which disbelievers? مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ From the people of the book. Who are the people of the book? The Yahud and the Nasara. Why are they called the people of the book? Because they were given the books. Which books were they given? The Torah and also the Injil. And they were also given one more book. The Torah, Injil and the Zahur. So the Yahud and the Nasara, they do not wish at all. Who else does not wish? وَلَا الْمُشْرِكِينَ And nor the Mushrikeen. Mushrikeen is a plural of Mushrik. And who is Mushrik? One who does shirk. One who worships other than Allah. So those people who disbelieve, whether they are from the people of the book or they are from the mushrikeen, these people do not want at all a that it should be sent down. Yunazala noon zai lab. What should be sent down? Alaikum upon you min khairin any good min rabbikum from your Lord. Khair khayara. These people do not want that any good at all should be given to you, should be sent down upon you by your Lord. They don't want anything good for you. And notice the word khayrin, khayrin. You see the two kasra at the end? These two kasra, what do they mean? That the word is nakira. And when a word is nakira, it can be understood in different ways. One of the ways is that it gives meaning of any, any at all. So khayrin, any good at all, whether of this world or of the hereafter. Whether a little or a lot. No, they don't want any good for you. They don't want you to be successful in this world. They don't want health for you. They don't want wealth for you. They don't want success for you. Neither in this world nor in the hereafter. Not even a little bit. They don't want any good for you at all. But this is not the case with all of the Jews and the Christians and all of the mushrikeen, but some of them. Because notice the ayah, مَا يَوَدُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ وَلَا الْمُشْرِكِينَ So it's not all of them, but الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ وَالْمُشْرِكِينَ So these people, they don't want that any good at all should be sent to you. Meaning, they want you to be deprived of all good. They want you to be deprived of all good, of this world, of this religion, of the hereafter. Nothing good at all. Who is like this towards you? Who doesn't want any good for you? Who? Your sincere friend? Someone who doesn't care about you? Someone who doesn't know you? Who? An enemy. An enemy. Someone who hates you. Someone who dislikes you. They don't want any good at all for you. Why? What's the problem? Why is it that the Yahud and the Mushrikeen, they hated the Muslims so much to such an extent? What was the problem? The problem was their jealousy. They did not like the fact that the Prophet ﷺ had been given the book of Allah. He had been chosen to be 
the messenger of Allah. The Yahud, what was their problem? That he is from the Ummiyeen. You may wonder then what was the problem of the Mushrikeen? They were also Ummiyeen. They should have been happy that the messenger was from amongst them. No, they were also envious. We learn in the Qur'an that they objected that why was the Qur'an not sent down to one of the two great men of these two cities, meaning of Makkah and of Ta'if. Why him? Because the Prophet ﷺ, we know that he was an orphan. And the Mushrikeen, the Arabs, they did not give any respect to the orphans. The orphans had no luck, no share in that society. So this is why they were envious that why him? Why not us? So Allah is warning the believers, these people are not sincere to you. However, remember, وَاللَّهُ يَخْتَصُّ And Allah chooses, يَخْتَصُّ خَاصَاتْ صَاد To select. So Allah chooses, He selects بِرَحْمَتِهِ For His mercy, مَنْ يَشَاءُ Whomsoever He wills. Meaning Allah decides who to give His mercy to, who to give a blessing to. If Allah gave prophethood to Muhammad ﷺ, this was Allah's decision. It was His wish. This is not the decision of people. This is not the wish of people. No, Allah chooses. Allah selects for His mercy whomsoever He wants. بِرَحْمَتِهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ Wallahu and Allah is ذُلْ fadl, Possessor of bounty. Which kind of bounty? Al-Azim, the great Ain Zameem. Meaning Allah, He is the possessor of great fadl. What is fadl? I told you before that fadl is extra good. Extra favor. So Allah has a lot of extra favor that He can give to people. And Allah, ذُلْ fadl Azim, He gives a lot to the people. And Allah's fadl, what He gives is Azim. What do we learn in this verse? Allah is warning the believers that everyone in this world is not sincere to you. Especially for among those people who disbelieve. They don't want any good for you. So if someone is not sincere to you, someone does not want any good for you, then what do you expect from them? Friendship? No. What do you expect from them? Enmity. So this is the reason why you will hear bad things from them. You will experience bad things from them. Sometimes it will hurt you through their words. Sometimes it will hurt you through their actions. Like it happened with the Prophet ﷺ and the believers, the Yehud, they would come and they would say, Assalamu alaikum. Similarly, physically abusing and hurting the Prophet ﷺ and the believers. This is the reason why. They don't like you. And this is a reality. In this life, you will always come across people who don't like you. And they will try to harm you. They will try to hurt you. But you know what? Don't worry at that time. Why? Because if you have something because of which they don't like you, remember that Wallahu يَخْتَصُّ بِرَحْمَتِي مَنْ Allah chooses whomsoever He wills. And if Allah has given you something, nobody can take it away. If they hate you for who you are, they dislike you for your accomplishments, they don't like you because of the job that you have or the work that you have been given or the talents that you have, the skills that you have, the abilities that you have, the work that you're doing, whatever it may be, they don't like you, you know what? Like they say, don't give a damn. Don't care about them at all. Honestly, I'll be very abrupt here. Don't care about them at all. Because they cannot harm you. They cannot take anything from you. Allah says, وَاللَّهُ يَخْتَصُّ بِرَحْمَتِهِ مَنْ Allah chooses. This is the decision of Allah. When it's the decision of Allah, can they do anything? They cannot do anything at all. Allah has given it to you, nobody can take it. So you know what? Don't worry. So first of all, you will come across people in this life who hate you, who try to harm you. At that point, what should you do? Don't worry. Secondly, we learn from the ayah that if Allah has given anything to someone, it is His decision. 
It is His bestowal. So we on the other hand should not be envious. On the one hand, if somebody is envious of us, we should not worry. On the other hand, if somebody has been given something, then we should not be envious. We should not have jealousy. Why? Because this was the decision of Allah. And if somebody is jealous, you know what? They don't like the decision of Allah. They don't have a problem with that person, but they in fact have a problem with who? Allah. They have a problem with Allah. So such a person can never ever be successful. And if you like something, if you want something, and somebody else has been given it, then instead of being jealous, what should we do at that point? Ask Allah. Because look at the ayah, وَاللَّهُ ذُو الْفَضْلِ الْعَظِيمِ Allah is the possessor of great bounty. If He can give something to that person, can He not give it to you? Of course He can. Allah's treasures are unlimited. He can bestow whatever He wants to whomsoever He wants. If you want something, instead of being jealous, ask Allah. وَاللَّهُ ذُو الْفَضْلِ الْعَظِيمِ And remember that those who are jealous, those who suffer from jealousy, they are the ones who eventually suffer. Because Allah, He does not work for them, but rather He works against them. Allah's plans are against them, not for them. We learn in a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, that وَعْلَمْ know that أَنَّ الْأُمَّةَ that if the entire ummah, the entire community, لَوِجْتَمَعُوا أَنْ يَنْفَعُوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ لَكَ If they intend, if they try to benefit you with something, they cannot benefit you except with what Allah had already decreed for you. وَلَوْ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَضُرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَضُرُّوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ And if they try to harm you, they cannot harm you with anything except what Allah has already written for you. So people cannot benefit us, they cannot harm us. They cannot give us anything, they cannot take away anything from us. The entire decision lies with who? Allah Azza wa Jal. So instead of being jealous, we should be asking Allah. And if somebody is envious of us in this way, then have no fear. Rather turn to Allah for His protection. Let's listen to the recitation. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu la taqoolu ra'ina wa qoolu unzurna wa sma'u wa lil kafirin a'adhaabun alim. ما يود الذين كفروا من أهل الكتاب ولا المشركين أن ينزل عليكم من خير من ربكم والله يختص برحمته من يشاء والله ذو الفضل العظيم What do you learn from these verses? That if we accept, if we truly believe in Al-Qadha Wal-Qadr, in divine decree, then this is something that will bring us contentment. This is something that will bring us satisfaction. Then we will be happy with what Allah has given us and we will be happy with what Allah has given to other people. We will not be people who are ungrateful and we will not be people who are always complaining, always objecting, always finding faults in others. What else do we learn in these verses? That we should never twist the words of other people to give a different meaning or to have a good laugh at them. No, we should never do that. And you know what? Sometimes it happens that if a person speaks the same language as ours but in a different accent, then we try to make fun of them. This is something that is also very lowly. It doesn't suit a person who has good akhlaq. 
A person who has bad akhlaq, his speech is bad and he also mocks at the speech of other people. He uses wrong words and he twists other people's speech as well. So if we have good akhlaq, then we should refrain from this bad habit of making fun of other people's words or their accents or the sentences they say or the words they use. No, we should stop doing that.